Hello, fellow watch lovers, nerds, enthusiasts, or however you identify. You're listening to 1420 The Watch Clicker Podcast with your hosts, Andrew, and my good friend, Everett. Here, we talk about watches, food, drinks, life, and other things we like. Everett, how are you? Doing well. Baseball season's coming to a close. Finally. Oh, my gosh. I'll tell you. Reopens it's, again in February, though. I don't, don't want worry. To, I can't talk about it yet. There's still stuff happening. I'm going to Seattle on Friday to catch a couple games, but... It, the the significance of those games changes greatly based on what happens tonight and what happens tomorrow night. So, yeah, it's there's a lot of stress. A lot of stressors. I've already bought the tickets, paid for the plane tickets. I'm going, but there's a there's a lot on the line tonight. In fact, I better just just take a quick little look. See. <laughs> I mean, no uh, matter what, it's going to be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going even with, if they're meaningless games. I'm going with West. The two of us, um, we're going to stay with a friend that I haven't seen in a few years. It's going to be a blast. But yeah, doing doing well. Exciting week. Fun stuff. Andrew, how are you doing? I am good. Tail end of the weekend. I didn't get much done this weekend. I ended up having like a broken weekend, and that I, I had to work most of one day of it, which kind of turned into a bit of a bummer. But what ifs? I uh, have. I was looking at my schedule for the next couple months. Uh, I have a lot of vacation coming up. I'm going to Vegas in two weeks, and then I'm taking most of November off. Yeah. Yeah, that's gonna be nice. Yeah, real vacation. R- real vacation where you're actually removed from work is nice. Man, from the state. Yeah, I'll be out of the state, and obviously in Vegas, and then we'll be in California in November. And it's money. I'm very pleased. Yeah, well, it's the opposite of money. <clears throat> hmm? it, 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 it is money, but instead of in, it's out. Money out. Lots of, yeah, lots of money out. Last night, Sam asked me what my budget was for Vegas, and I just kind of looked at her and I said, some. Some, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that's always, a, that, that's always a tough decision, like, you have to decide like I'm, I don't really gamble. Right. So I don't have a gambling budget. I'm going with a few frugal people. So we're not going to do like big extravagant restaurants. We're going we've got some plans. Right. But we're not hitting up the like multi hundred dollar kind of stuff. Uh, we're going to go to best friends on the first night we're there. Uh, which, I don't I don't know what that is. Oh, gosh. What's his name? He's a celebrity chef. He was in. um Roy Choi. It's one of his restaurants. So it's a Korean fusion restaurant. It's kind of like an 80s, 90s theme. It's been featured in several places. So we're going to hit that up. There's a steak place that we found that does happy hour, half off steaks between midnight and 3 a.m. So we're going to do some late night steak and boozing. So, I mean, Vegas is expensive, but I'm, we're yeah. not, I'm not going to gamble. We've got shows, a couple shows booked. So cool. cool. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be a good weekend. Nice. Yeah. Disney. It will be very expensive, though. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Very, very, very. Yeah, the nice part is we expensive. booked way early in the year. So we're not, like, spending the money on the trip and then spending the trip money. We we made basically two, <laughs> two yeah. installments. Trips paid for. Now we have to pay for being there. Yeah. And I'd appreciate you keeping your voice down because there is one of them still awake. <laughs> oh yeah yeah sorry about that they, d- they don't know that we're doing that and i'm not sure we're gonna tell them i think we're just gonna load them on the airplane 
Do it. Just pack them in. Put them in a yeah. bag. We could do that. Yeah. I was thinking we would just like board the plane like normal human people and not tell them where we're going. Yeah. Which is a weird thing to do. Real exercise and trust there. Right. <laughs> I, I took my kids to a movie not too long ago, but right at the same time we had been doing like at one point we had to go to do like a field prep and we had just been doing like random labor stuff that the kids are like, why am I here doing this labor? So like for baseball, we'd have, and so when we, I told the kids, I was like, you need to put on like sweatpants and stuff, grab a jacket just in case. And they're like, what are we doing? I was like, we're going to do field work. And so piled them all in the car and then we went to the movie theater. They were like, and then they got in the car and we went got to the movie theater. I was like, just joking, we're going to a movie. And they I thought it was amazing. None of them appreciated the joke. Did they appreciate going to the movie? They did. Okay. They did. They did appreciate going to the movie, but they were like, why did you do that? Or fun. <laughs> Duh. I mean, I still I yes, obviously I'm still pleased with myself. That's a good one. I like uh, it. <laughs> um in any event, we're not here talking about Vegas or uh, Disney or spending money or surprising your kids, e- even pranking your kids. We're here to talk about watches. We felt like we had to do a roundup this week because we did not do a roundup last week. And gosh, there was there, there in the last two weeks, there have been, I don't know, maybe 20 different watch drop to releases that I would like to talk about tonight. We are certainly not going to get to 20. I don't think we'll even get through our list. No, we're, yeah. So we've narrowed down these to, I think what we think are the most interesting or most impactful watch releases for, for us, for our community. With that said, I I'm struggling to see a, a next hour and change where we get through all of these or maybe even most of them. Yeah. I'm trying to decide what I want to start with. Um, I'm going to start with what I think is the most interesting because this could either be our most time consuming or our quickest, uh, quickest one through. Um, (laughs) Because I think there's more to this. And I think this, this hopefully will become another episode uh, shortly ish. Um, Colorado Watch Company. Hmm. The fellas from Vortic, RT Custer, and Tyler Wolf have done something really, really, really cool. Something that a lot of watch companies have been aspiring toward. And we are at an 80% U.S. sourced cost of bill of goods made watch. Perhaps even 85%. Yes. Per wristenthusiast.com. This is cool. The design itself is neat um there's a couple different designs right right they're they're neat but what i'm excited about is this is what went into it um you know the designs i i like them all i mean the bullhead is cool and it's not a true bullhead it's they're more like uh pocket watches kind of the vortic du jour a pocket watch into a which they're calling the gtc in and into a wristwatch and then some pretty standard fare field watches um and the design is cool i don't mean to diminish the design that went into this but what we're talking about is u.s made movements uh what the jewels from 
Ooh, New England, New Hampshire, Connecticut. Um, New Hampshire. There we go. So metal components made at Vortec in Colorado. Movements and overall watch assembly take place in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Rubber straps in Minnesota. Sapphire from New Hampshire. So over 85% of all costs with producing the watches are going to U.S. companies and suppliers. I'm wondering what we're still having to import, what they, what we, America, what they, uh, Colorado Watch Company, are still having to import. Yeah, you know what? I don't know. Yeah, my guess is there are various parts in the movement, if I had to guess. So they are getting their movements from FTS, Fine Timepiece Solutions out of Arizona, uh, known for making the AmeriQuartz, and and now really sort of going hard in the paint and and able to bring able to bring automatic movements to the to the forefront. Uh, I gotta imagine FTS is using some foreign materials. But we're still at that 85%. So uh, for the field watch, price on Kickstarter right now, $8.95 with a projected delivery of May 2024. And the GCT, which is the restyled pocket watch design at $12.95, also anticipated in May of 2024. This is cool, and I'm I'm very much hoping that they would like to talk to us about this because this is um, some innovative stuff from the American watch manufacturing world in a mm-hmm. way that we haven't seen it in some time. This is cool news for the state of the American watch union. You, you know, Andrew, not to draw anything away from the manufacturer, which I do think I agree with you. That's the big story. The, the watches here are interesting. Um, I think the GCT, maybe not, maybe not my thing. Um, this is a good, that's a good, like extra watch in your watch box. Yeah. It's interesting. It's like a once or twice a year for me in the way that I wear watches. That's a once or twice a year. I'm going to, I'm going to progress. See that and just be like, Ooh, today's the day. Put it on, set the time and then put it away again for months. The field watch on the other hand, I'm sort of into it now. It's a little tough for me to tell if they're doing some like, I think we've got a bit of like a torn jean vibe with their dials, um, we've got some wear, and at, at least in the photos we're seeing, you, you know, some paint uh, removal. I, I'm I was un- thinking like aviation. It kind of looks like uh, like fuselage metal. Yeah, so I'm I'm unclear if that is a, an aesthetic decision or if that was just for these prototypes or if that's if that's going to be sort of their vibe. Uh, there's also some, uh, yeah, they're making some bold choices. The the branding at 12 o'clock, bold, I would say. We're going with sort of a sector dial with like Geneva striping, bold. They're making big decisions, which I'm I'm always a fan of. 
but I do not think these watches are going to be universally loved. I love the I I'm excited by this uh, gray dial in the steel case. Yeah, the colors. So the the big Colorado from ten to two, almost like the full width of that space, with a big bold red outline blued hands a red seconds hand that's a really fun use of color on a gray dial yeah so these are cool they're interesting it'll be it'll be curious to see where these guys go from this um but yeah definitely check it out obviously we'll have links they are funding colorado watch company via kickstarter Mm -hmm. at this point i think they've got like 165 backers and they have secured 200 ish of the $260,000 funding goal. So they're very close. Most of the early, early bird deals are gone. I think you can still get $100 discounts um, if you're interested. So from, you know, I think $9.95 or $9.50 to $8.50, something like that. So we're at two oh eight of two fifty dollars with 29 days to go. I was obviously shooting from the hip, so I apologize. I'm but. just I'm just clarifying because we pride ourselves on precision <laughs> and accuracy. <laughs> yes. No, we don't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, no, we don't. We never will. We never will, man. We never will. Uh, I almost I almost kicked this one off my list, but I decided I want to talk about it. So, Benris famous company supplier of uh, American military watches and uh, Steve McQueen bullet watches. Benris is this company with a ton of history, has been revived and is making watches again. Benris announced this week um, a reissue from the 1960s of the Ultra Deep. Now, when we hear Ultra Deep in 2023, we think of watches that oh. are <clears throat> no, I don't think of watches. designed to go to the Mariana Trench. <laughs> this is not that. So what this is, is a 1960s super compressor style uh, dive watch. Diminutive in size. Now, the original Benris Ultra Deep was an EPSA super compressor. This is, this is not that. However, it is aesthetically very similar to that. We've seen a lot of companies do similar things where they will take a catalog watch, which was made by Epsa with a full super compressor spring case back watch and remake it in more of a modern, just twin dual or dual crown that's what this is. This is not, to my knowledge, Christopher Ward is the only company that's done in recent history a true super compressor style case. This this is not that. This is, however, a 36 and a half millimeter twin stick dive watch in a very 60 style with sizing that is accurate. 36 and a half on the case, 41 and a half lug to lug, 13.8 thick. 660 feet of depth, which uh, is is approximately 200 meters. It's a very standard 
depth rating, but they have gone with the 666. 11 points. That's right. Um, yeah. Do you have thoughts on this immediately? Immediately, I really like it. I like that very 60s, 70s dive watch feel. Uh, and I, more importantly, I like the size because this is really easy to do in like 40 to 44. And because that's what is really common. Uh, I think this is kind of a risky release being so small, but I'm, I'm about this. I'm kind of in the zone of wanting a, like a no shit diver. And this, this is now in the consideration list. Yeah. I'm not sure I'd call this a no shit diver. I think there's plenty of shit to be had here. Not, not bad shit, but yeah, this is a this is an aesthetic decision with that size being slightly under 36 and a half. I think it might be too small for some folks. What, what I what I or just under 37. What I will say is that without a external bezel, I I believe this will probably wear bigger than a 36 and a half millimeter watch with a bezel would wear the dial is going to feel more open. Mm -hmm. They have done a lot with the dial here. There is a lot going on in this dial. It's beautiful. Thousand bucks. So proud P 24, which is, which is as far as I know, a fantastic movement. I've never heard anything bad and only good things. Um, terrific looking bracelet. Even if the bracelet does not look to be, anything incredibly special. Benris does have a reputation for doing relatively well with their accessories. Uh, crowns look great. The case back looks great. I'm not wild about the class, but there's always going to be something, uh, uh you, you know, for the money. I think it's, I, I think it's going to be a question mark for you that you have to decide. Yeah. I, I don't know if, it's in the consideration, but we got a quick release bracelet. I could go for a better locking mechanism on the clasp too. Um, but it's also, you know, it's a remake of, of a thing, right? Yeah. A friction class would have been probably appropriate for this is an upgrade. Big domed crystal. Yeah. Yeah. A great a sapphire crystal, which is going to get really banged up without any kind of protection from a, bezel but whatever yeah, that's sapphire it'll be fine as long as you don't bash until it's it against not. yeah until it's not coral that's right, that's right. <clears throat> i'm into this they've done it well the magnifier at the three o'clock date window i think is going to rub some people wrong i don't think you or i have ever been no i think real anal retentive about date windows but that's going to be a love it or hate it for sure i i think it's well enough executed there's plenty that are poorly executed and plenty that are well executed and you, you notice it right away Great fonts, Swiss made on the dial. It's a this is a killer watch. Yeah, I'm I'm with it. Andrew, what's next? Hmm, next up for me, uh, just something cool, you know. And I think uh, <laughs> just a little <clears throat> something, just a little something cool. Tag Heuer turns on the brights with the new Loom Dial Monaco Night Driver. And this, I knew you were going to talk about this. I, this is, well, I sent you a link. Uh, I, even before that, I knew. <laughs> this is so cool. I like the Monaco is coming in so many iterations. And I think I've probably talked about seven different Monaco releases. We talk shit on Seiko all the time for 
they're just constantly churning out skews. Tag Heuer's doing the same thing. <laughs> Do you know anybody who's bought a Monaco? I mean, there are not a lot of people in our circles buying Tag Heuer's, but there certainly are people. I have never I seen think... a Monaco in the wild. I've never heard of someone buying a Monaco in the wild. Uh, who is buying all of these Monacos? I, they have to be going like hotcakes. I people wonder. Are selling, people are buying them, obviously, but I'm, who is buying them? I don't know. I'd like to meet those people because I'd like to wear one of these. So the dial itself is the very traditional Monaco dial that you expect, but it's almost like a reverse, uh, reverse imagery loom. So the dark circle in the center with full loom on the outside around the circle on the edges of the dial and full loomed uh subdials. This is cool. I <laughs> I'm just digging the Monaco upgrades. I mean we had this I talked about the skeleton Monaco when it came out because it's just cool as shit. I just wish they you know were a little bit more affordable. Well yeah that's the thing. These things are all coming out at seven to fifteen thousand bucks. This is nine thousand three hundred Swiss francs. There's only uh, 600 of them being made, 900, 600 of them being made. Now it is also coming in titanium and like some, some other cool shit besides this full loom. It's black DLC, grade two, three titanium. What is it? Uh, oh, DLC grade five titanium. Um, I mean, shit, just grade five titanium alone is going to put you over seven grand for yeah, this watch. That's right. uh, yeah. And then you put anything else into it. But I think the Monaco is just one of the, coolest watches ever made i really want to get one of the one with the left hand pushers yeah but i also don't want to drop that kind of cash on it so right. yeah this Pony. is a cool watch i mean there's not much to talk about it's a monaco with loom dial but i fucking love this watch it's great and with only 600 they're gonna sell just they might already be gone I've got a watch that I'd like to talk about. Is it cooler than this? Um, Probably not. I think, I mean, it's pretty fucking cool. So Patrick Bremer of the Bremois. Bremois. Watch company. Uh, we've had a chance to talk with Patrick a couple times. He is a fascinating dude. Uh, he's, I will say, a very handsome man. It's, it's distracting. Yeah, he's a handsome man. But he also makes a really terrific watches. And he released a handful of years ago now, he released his debut watch, the Lexington, which was an homage to the Chrysler building. Mm -hmm. when, when I love it when we get to use the word homage on the show, homage. the way the word was intended to be used. This is a true homage to the Chrysler building, and he has released his second watch, which is an homage to the Eastern Columbia building in downtown Los Angeles, which is, I think it is a, an Adobe or a, um, or a Stecco. I, I'm, I'm not sure. It is a, a beautiful Terracotta. building. Look it up. Um, because I think when you see the building, you will uh, you, you will understand. Uh, this watch is called Just the Eastern. It's not called 
Eastern Columbia, which that's fair. I, <laughs> I'm fine with that decision. Um, and when you look at the watch and you look at the building, it's like, aha, aha. Okay. So nothing's been aped and yet the spirit is captured almost completely. I would say, uh, also the Eastern Columbia building is freaking gorgeous. So what's different? Um, I think the bezel is different. The dial is different. There's also a lot here that's the same when you compare the Lexington and the Eastern. I think the mid case is identical, nearly identical, if not identical. The movement's the same, STP 111. I think the crown is the same. Um, however, the hands, the dial, the fonts are all different. And notably, the bezel is different. I think that the Lexington was controversial in that it's got sort of a stepped mm -hmm. bezel. Gorgeous. Extremely well executed, but different. Very Art Deco. But I think some people may look at that bezel and think, you know. It was not, maybe a step too far. <laughs> not for me. <laughs> a, step, a step too far. You did it. You did it. I feel good about it too. Well done. So with the Eastern, they have made the bezel, I think, a little bit uh a, a little bit more digestible, uh, which is to say it's a sort of a kind of a standard bezel. So if you were someone that looked at the Lexington and thought, I don't love it. Now we've got some additional adornment on the on the dial at least in this one colorway we've got gold numerals that are sort of on a like a sector ring that is not outside and not inside yeah um these are really really interesting watches and they definitely got a vibe right i, I don't think you would be relegated to great gatsby parties however this is not, I mean, this is a, 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 a partic, it's an enigmatic watch, right? This mm -hmm. isn't maybe a go anywhere, do anything, everyday watch. Oh, certainly not. But it's a really lovely watch. And at 985, you know, I think when I think of watches that are doing this kind of kind of playful color, almost artistry mm. with the dial, um, I'm hard pressed to come up with somebody doing a like thing. Like this is this is a great going to the office watch when you know that the worst possible thing is that you might get into a car crash on the way there. Because <laughs> it's it's not it's certainly not go anywhere do anything, but it's very refined. It's and clean with still a lot of interesting things going on. It looks very much like the clock. Yeah, the the but it's yeah. a watch. That's right. Uh, the color integration is great. The Yeah, this is, it's really lovely. Thus far, just one color on these. They're calling that Pacific. It's sort of a, a combination of a dark and a light blue with gold accents. Uh, and it's good. It is a very good colorway. Kind of a flat hand. Mm -hmm. uh, 50 meters of water resistance, sapphire crystal, 39 millimeter case. Terrific. No bracelet. No. And I don't think this is a watch that needs a bracelet. It, yeah, you rare that I say that, but 
I can't imagine wearing this on a bracelet. <clears throat> yeah. It's lovely. Check it out. Andrew, what's next? Oh, next up for me. Gosh, there's been so many cool things. Um, oh, load. Oh, loud. Uh, that's, I wasn't lottying, but I was telling my phone to load. Uh, so Oris has done a new thing. Oris has updated something for us, and I think that they've, they've done what the people wanted. The Oris Divers 65 chronograph, now available in 40 millimeters. Andrew, have you ever <clears throat> put on one of the 65 chronographs? I don't think so. It is an absurd watch. It's a it's a cool watch, but it is fucking absurd. It is like, I don't know. They were like 18 millimeters thick. It's probably the thickest watch I've ever put on my wrist. 43 wide, 16 thick. 16? Yeah. 40 I'm th- sure it was thicker than that. It, I'm reading it right now. <laughs> I'm not a doctor or anything, but I am literate. <laughs> uh, so it's still a little bit thick. It's coming at a 40 millimeter case width and 15 six thick there's some grace in my heart for a little bit of thickness on a chronograph because i kind of want a little bit of thickness sure i'm with you i don't i don't need it to be a slab though this watch is it's the diver 65 right this it's exactly that but scaled down and is a really good release I think these are going to move. Uh, yeah, so it's um, they're using the Aura Seven Seven One. It's coming off the SW Five Ten. Only a forty eight power forty eight hour power reserve. Um, I'm saying only because you care about things like that. Uh, I do not. That seems perfectly appropriate for a watch that I'm maybe going to wear at most like twice a month. Um, I think it's cool. I think it's a good release, and it's. I think they're showing recognition of the fact that they're kind of missing a big chunk of the market by having a big old fatty is the only one available. Not cheap. Um, they are coming in at 4,400 on a bracelet and 4,200 on leather. Um, I can't say with a lot of confidence that this would be my go-to kind of four to $8,000 chronograph. Uh, I don't know this that like I don't know without a few minutes to think I can't I don't know what else would beat it but um Oris has never really spoke to me in most of their watches I have a weird taste in my mouth from like some like aversion to to Oris just from some affiliations totally unrelated to anybody Oris related but um <laughs> But it's a really lovely watch, and I'm really glad they sized it down because I know I've seen, oh my gosh, it's everywhere. Um, I've seen them, and I've obviously heard the complaints. So sizing it down, I think, is a great move. You, you know, in addition to in addition to sizing it down, I, I think they've are they've also taken care of some other uh, th- things that I didn't love about this watch. Um, the the gilt fonts and all the gold tones and the faux tinas. Yeah. They've, they've resolved a lot of these. I'd say resolved is not unfair. They've resolved a lot of these things that I think. 
<laughs> yeah, made made the watch less less than ideal. Um, it's super wearable now. Yeah, I think that's it's, right. It's much more versatile. I think that's right. You, you know, just just to be clear, for about the price of this watch, I think you can get a Seamaster, uh, a Seamaster three hundred chronograph. So let's just just to be clear, you can also or, get a Speedmaster. Right, you can get a Speedmaster. That's right. So, uh, but this or is a Bro five chronograph. Or, it, there's uh, now there's they're coming to me. There's a lot of other options I'd go to first, but this is I just super I just sporty. Say, it's clean. I just want to say, Will did a review of this back in 2020 of the original, uh, 16.8 millimeters thick. So Hodinkee is being kind when they say around 16. Around, yeah, 16.8. That's like no one has ever rounded down to 16 there. <laughs> so. That's every bit of 17. All right, that's a big bitch. That's big bitch. Yeah, that's right. That's right, but it's it's a it's a cool watch. I had it on my list to talk about too, so I was a little sad that you stole it. That they've they've made this better, being in the around fourteen range, <laughs> and forty millimeters. I'd call that around eight if we're being <laughs> you know really fair here. That's a significantly more wearable watch. Fifteen um, four is still thick, and only a hundred meters of water. I I mean I don't know I I'm not no, but I'd, fifteen and change is like okay. I that's accept. a chronograph. That's yeah, a 7750 but, chronograph. Yeah. And this is not a 7750. It's the 510, but that's in the range. Yeah. I, I don't know. They're, they're doing a thing and they're doing it intentionally because there are other much slimmer options they could go with. What you got? Uh, Andrew, have you heard of the... I, I'm. This is one of those times where we say a word on the show. <laughs> I know exactly what you're about. To that say. we've never said before but only read. Do you know the the watch company, I believe Monami? Monami. I don't know if that's actually a fide. I, I don't know if that's actually what you call call it, but I it's don't a French, French watch company. No. Nope. Okay. Well, a couple of years ago, uh Monami watches uh, re- released a watch called, I believe, the LAF. I I hate it. It's terrible, or maybe Law F. N- just <laughs> not my watch. <laughs> like kind of a a Hoyer square case thing with a weird sector. I I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Uh, it's an automatic on the dial. It's look. I didn't love it. Monami has released a new watch called the La Fidel, which I believe is like, oh, it says it here on Warner Wound, the loyal one. Oh, I thought they were, it was a homage to Mr. Castro. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, I know nothing about French. I'm probably saying Fidel wrong. So while, while they kept... Well, they kept the automatique on the dial. Still don't love it. It's French. Okay, fine. Uh, I think everything else here is better. The dial is better. This is an integrated steel sports watch in an acceptable size. And with, I think, uh, I think fair to say... uh, 
interesting um, aesthetics. So this is what you think it will be when I say those words. However, this is a $600 Nautilus-ish, uh, PRX-ish. Yeah, it's really interesting. Watch. It's 38 millimeters around, 42 lug-to-lug, 11.25 thick, which at this price, I will accept it. Uh, 200 meters of water resistance, Miyota 9000 movement. This is an interesting watch for 600 bucks. Right now, oh, never mind, that's gone. That's gone. Where's the first available? It's fully funded on Kickstarter. So Fully looking, funded on Kickstarter, that's right. I don't know if you can back this anymore. Oh, is it, is it, off, the, is it off the table? I was just looking because I was intrigued enough, yeah. Well, there will these are not limited, and so they will be available. I'm not gonna pledge without a reward. Oh, there we go. Oh, you gotta click on it. No? Yeah, you gotta click on the back of this project. Well, no, but then you gotta click on the actual unit. Um <clears throat> Yeah, they're still they're still available. Get two for eight hundred and seventy-eight euros. You can get four for seventeen fifty six. Do you want you want to get four? Um, I do believe you can still get the get five four hundred and thirty nine dollars <throat> four hundred and thirty nine euro early birds. So it come my my Kickstarter might not be working because they're all showing zero seconds to go. Uh, um, the single. 439 euro you can get right now. So, so it's coming in four colorways or five colorways, really mm-hmm. gray, green, copper, and salmon. These are all kind of unsaturated, earthy metal tone colors. Yeah, not Easter. Yeah, that's right. These are not Easter colorways. And a military version called Le Fidel Dirty Dozen. Yeah, fair enough. You'd think they would have also included the French dirty dozen. Okay. You have so, to have a word for dozen in French. So what I won't say is that this is going to blow your socks off. If you're a person that listens to the show, you're not going to look at this and be like, <gasps> with that said, we do this thing, right? Where we talk about new, interesting watch releases, especially affordable ones. To me, this is a new, interesting watch release. The Dirty Dozen one intrigues me the most because it's just a three-hander. It's a time only with a... Um, yeah, no date. Yeah, no date. Um, uh, and, and an interesting dial. You, you do get a weird sort of topiness with the handset on that one that I'm not wild about. But I, I kind of like these. Yeah, I'm, me too. I don't like their logo. It's like a... It's little. It's... No, I just don't like the design of the logo itself. It's a geometric, like, square made of triangles. So that's actually a hexagon. No, it's a square. It's a three-dimensional square. It's a cube. I see what you're saying. We'll move on. (laughs) I mean, I know it's... I recognize that... In a 2D format, it's it's hexagonal, but I believe it's meant to be a 3D cube. Let's move on. 
No, I'm gonna stick with this. I will. <laughs> I will fight this one to the death. Because if you zoom out on it, it looks like it's intended to be a cube. Oh, I'm gonna kick you probably. Um, the easiest way to rile up Andrew is just to look at him. <laughs> not say anything at all and just look at him like go on that's the easiest way in my experience i'm sweating Uh, we have a new psycho release shocker celebrating celebrating a weird birthday 55 years uh and as tribute for the 55 years of seiko 5 sports they have used the inspiration of Bruce Lee. Now I really like Bruce Lee. And I think they, they really tried hard with this release. And I think some people will like it, but I, uh, I was pretty disappointed with it. I saw it and I was like, Oh, that's a cool person to celebrate for this. And then I looked at the watch some more and I was like, that's how you chose to do it. Yeah, I don't get this watch at all. I do just do not get it. There were so many cool, there's so many cool ways you could integrate Bruce Lee into a good watch design. And it's just, it's just not like this is, I, I don't, I don't have anything to say about it that I like. Besides the available black and yellow nylon strap that comes with it as its secondary strap. It's such a bummer. It's this. So they, they tried to incorporate some really cool stuff. So Bruce Lee, obviously a super famous martial artist, really revolutionized the way Asians and Asian Americans were portrayed in Western media, did some really important stuff that have lasting impacts, not just in Hollywood, but globally. And apropos to this conversation, famously wore a Seiko 5 yes. sports watch yes. back in the 70s. Which is why they chose to celebrate him, because he's this iconic wearer of this line of watches. Um, <clears throat> so they chose to to do an etched... Et- an ingri- Embossed, embossed, embossed. Yeah, that's maybe where we're going to go with an embossed dragon on the black dial based off of one of his drawings. And I just, I feel like with all of the other things going on that they're doing, they could have just skipped the dragon altogether. They have his, a, a, a Jeet Kune Do, um, saying around the bezel which is cool and it's in chinese characters uh i don't i can't i'm not gonna look up what it says i didn't commit it to memory um oh uh using no way is way having no limitation is limitation they have that uh they have the jikundo um emblem on the case back and i feel like if they had just done those two things with an all black colorway on a dlc case with yellow uh, accents around the markers. This actually might be pretty okay. I just feel like they smashed too much shit into it. Yeah, this is like that kid's drawing where they start drawing the the, the clouds and then they draw the grass and then they draw the more grass 
And they're like, well, there's a lot of grass, so I need to draw all the blades of grass. And then they're like, oh, but looking at the clouds, there's also lines everywhere. And so they draw mm. more lines, and then you just got... And then there's poop in the grass, so I need to draw that. And there's <laughs> also, like, they, it, it's, they, they, they had a bunch of great ideas, and I would hate to see what their first draft of this looked like if this is what came out of but, the press. And, and we're poo-pooing this thing. It, it, if you love it, you love it. That's fine. But I will say... If you do love it, they're affordable. This is 520 yeah. euro, which is not nothing, but 580 bucks. But get them fast because these are limited, mm-hmm. limited to 15,000 pieces, <laughs> which what? Like uh, everything is limited to 15,000 pieces, right? Like uh, there's probably only like, I don't know, 100 watches ever made that. Okay, whatever. Uh, moving along. This Lim- just won't be one of them. Limited to fifteen thousand pieces. So, uh, yeah, okay, right. Just ten pounds of shit in a five pound bag. Like, there's so much opportunity for a cool thing here. And this is a five kx. It's neat. It's a bust, which it, is a bummer. It's a bust. The the strap though is is dope, and it looks really good on the strap at a distance before you get close enough to see the dragon. <laughs> <clears throat> Um, so, uh, the Citizen Pro Master Tough Land Watches, I think we've talked about this on the show before in the context of the Ray Mears version, uh, Citizen just released a handful of Pro Master Land series watches. One of these is new. So they've released this ProMaster EcoDrive Altacron. This is a 47 millimeter DLC Super Titanium, which is Citizen's titanium technology with Duratec. This is a giant. <laughs> yeah. This is a giant, chunky high altitude watch with eco drive it's rad it's got an altitude sensor which is cool we don't have a ton of watches with altitude sensors goes up to 10,000 meters or or 33,000 feet um and is good to 300 meters <coughs> below sea level <clears throat> it, it's neat this is this is a neat watch uh, and, and this is the story. The story is the Altacron. I, I'm not crazy about it just in terms of its utility, but it's cool. However, they have also, in doing so, released two new colors to the ProMaster Tough Land Super Titanium watches, which which is a green and a gray. I think that these are not different than their current version of this watch it's a it's a 200 meter titanium quartz watch with their caliber e168 uh eco drive mechanism which i think is sort of like the high torque standard for them the gold standard eco drive but this the both of these i'm going to call it like an anthracite i don't know if there's a name for this dial color and a, and a jade green. These are both 
totally terrific. The jade green, this Promaster Tough Super Titanium and green. Oh my gosh. I can pass on the green. That gray is terrific. The gray, gray is terrific too. It's like kind of a titanium. It really goes it, yes. well with the case. It's gray enough that you can't discern that it's a titanium case. These are terrific. Yes, these are money. And I and I kind of want one. 575 bucks? Come on. Which is a I mean, is a good value for what you're pulling out of that. Yeah, so they're actually calling interestingly enough, they're calling the gray black, which disagree. It, yeah, agree to, to disagree. Um these are terrific. I I'd like to get one of these. I think if you want a if you want to know shit, so these are monocoque cases. I, I if you're not familiar with these watches, look look them up. If you want to know shit, tough end of the earth watch, an analog end of the earth watch, I don't think for certainly for under a thousand bucks, I don't think you can do better than this. I could go Eco for them drive being a little bit smaller. They're 40 millimeters. 41. Oh, come on, Andrew. That's it's an 41. Go for them and be a little bit smaller. I mean, these are gonna be great. All right. We just get out of here. I mean, if I'm gonna get a big ass watch, I'm gonna get this 47 millimeter Altacron. Yeah, 47, well, right? I, I, yeah, 47 it, millimeter case. I, I actually, these actually don't wear super huge. I, I wouldn't hate this at 38, but I don't think 41 is inappropriate for this. Watch. No, I would prefer it at 38 though. Yeah. Being titanium at 38 too, would just be invisible. Yeah. When these things are super light, they weigh almost nothing, but they look like a big substantial watch mm -hmm. that with the Duratect and super titanium, that's going to wear super well. Don't need to worry about batteries. Like it, it, if you're truly in a, I'm not going to have access to any sort of utility for the next five to 10 years of my life. Pick up all three. This is, this would be a great watch for 1600 that. 1600 bucks and you can get them all. I'm going to take this backpack and I'll see you guys in a decade or so. Get this one. Yeah, no, I, I think you're, I think you're on it. And they come on a titanium bracelet too. This is, these are good. Since we're talking about Citizen. Keep it keep it going. <clears throat> a super accurate atomic timekeeping moon phase. So we have a uh, moon phase release in the Tsukiyomi AT collection. Three new watches with the EcoDrive H874 movement that has a moon phase regulated by atomic timekeeping with a daily update. This is the real end of the world because then you'll know what the moon looks like too. <clears throat> I think it's interesting. I've I've never really are these are these multi bank. I mean, you can use these anywhere in the world. Yep, they are what seven band. Is that is it seven? Well, six. Six. Yeah, these. Yeah, are. so it's automatically adjusted. Eight hundred fifty bucks. They are forty-three millimeters with ten point nine thick. Also titanium. Hundred meters of water resistance. Uh, they come in like very astral 
colors of the moon. There's a very red, like purpley moon, a deep blue moon, and then a white with like a little little hue of purple moon in the background as the dial. Um, moon phase has always confused me, like the interest behind it in in, in modern yeah watch yeah. watch wearing. Um, it's kind of a subtle moon phase on the six o'clock subdial. It's got a chronograph function. I'm mostly excited that it's incorporating EcoDrive with multi-band to stay always charged and always accurate for your moon phase. Right. <laughs> like we've just created the most accurate watch ever. Plus or minus what, 15 seconds, but uh, it's going to update every day, which is, is, this is a cool integration of technologies and yeah. a, and a weird implementation of what's kind of like high horology moon face design. It's, it's very citizen and kind of weird, but I think I really like it. Yeah, I'm into it. I, I mean, it, it, you're right. This is this is sort of the space age shit that I don't usually go for. But yeah, this is good. It's just it's just weird enough that I like it. Yeah, I don't. I yeah, I would never buy this watch. Wouldn't kick it out of bed either, though. Um. Well, since we're talking about Citizen, I'm going to keep it in the family and talk about one. Final citizen that we have on our list. Your questioning eyes mean that my I'm going to land this. Did you send a link? Bulova announced okay. this week the Bulova Oceanographer GMT, which is a devil diver yep. with a 9075 in it. This is a GMT devil diver. And it is superb. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> if you've been uh, into watches in the last dozen or so years, you'll know that Bulova has had some success with their Devil Diver 666. First, an obnoxiously large watch. Later, in a more conservatively sized watch. The Bulova Devil Diver is <clears throat> famous, a famous dial kind of, some these weird glass cylinders on the markers, which I don't know that I, if there's any other watch that has used that aesthetic. There's probably a reason. And now with the 9075 being obviously high enough in production numbers, um, they've done a devil diver with the GMT movement. Uh, I'm I'm good with this watch. I'm I'm good with it too. 41 millimeter case is the what? When did we go to Mexico and try on a Devil Diver for the first time? Was that like 2016? <clears throat> yeah, that sounds right. No, maybe 2018, 2017, 18. We were doing the show, so maybe 18. Yeah, it must have been um, 18 or 19 in that case. They, they were just way too big. It, a, it was a big watch. It was a big chunky watch. Yeah. It, so, so these oh, no, are, maybe it was 2019. Yeah, that's why I think 20, 2019. Yeah. So it's spring of 19. So these are <clears throat> 41 millimeters, Andrew said, 14.6, which is not thin, but 
we've got a lot going on here. We've got a GMT movement. We've got 200 meters of water resistance, 666 mm-hmm. feet, famously. Uh, we've got a big domed sapphire crystal. So the the thickness is excused by the function of the watch. Um, we've got three colorways. We've got terrific looking bezels. Kind of a Doxa-ish case on this thing, which is is the aesthetic. A lot of polish. They've also done away with the butterfly clasp. And they've done away with the butterfly clasp. Thank you, by the way. This is a flip-lock clasp. Um, we've got a sort of a red and blue. We've got sort of a stoic black. Um, we've got a fantastic looking bracelet. We've got an IP black. Uh, white with full loom. And white with full loom, yeah. Uh, I don't really... I don't really know what else to... Oh, and, and then there's the guilt case, by the way. The Ugh. the sort of root beer guilt case, yeah, which, they, meh. Um, I don't really know what more to say about this. I, I think the details are all there. They're not cheap. We're, we're looking at 1350 mm. um, which is appropriate. I, I mean, this is a GMT, automatic GMT in a sort of a historic uh historic line within Bolivar's lineup there's there's nothing wrong with the price but you're not going to this isn't a bargain by any means but it looks to me like you, you're going to get value for this and and if you dig the watch i, I mean I, is there an automatic dive gmt f- for less than $1300 right now i i mean they're doing it. The Seiko 5 GMT. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, fair <laughs> enough. This is a 200, millim- 200 meter watch though. So yeah. just. Uh, so the the Pepsi and the root beer both come with a 24 hour bezel and the full loomed white comes with a true dive timer bezel. Yeah. Which is noteworthy. And I, that's the one I like the most anyway. And, and it, it has your 24 hour markings on the on the minute track. Yeah. I think that's a that's a clever way or to do it. Or the hour track, yeah. Yeah, cuz there's no hour markers. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Well, there are, there are markers. There are the well, glass hour yeah, markers. There's no but numerals. There, there are no numerals. That's right. So These are these are cool. That was a clever way to do that. I like that. They are cool. I don't see one in my future, but they're they're definitely cool. Yeah, I'm probably more likely to buy this than that last than the last citizen we talked about. Definitely. You, you know, Andrew, there's at least <clears throat> I closed like six tabs. There are at least one more watch that I think we oh, could I talk it. about. Um I, I think we talk about it more because of at least how much I hate it um than anything. The Khaki Field Expedition was announced this last week. How much you hate it. And I think it is a big piece of poop, which is not to say it's not a quality watch. I'm sure it is an extremely high quality watch, but I do not remember a major, well-respected watch manufacturer that I respect as much as Hamilton 
for their responsible releases, putting out a watch in the last several years that I hated as much as this. This is a field watch with an external bezel that does none of the traditional field watch things I like, has a bizarre bizarrely executed compass bezel yeah that feels like it's from another decade that's what chapped me about this release has an obnoxious dial layout incorporates faux loom has mismatched hour and minute hands with an hour hand that's about 20 percent too long it's conservative and a stupid crown i hate Almost everything about this watch. I think if they put a 12 hour on this, you would be less offended. Maybe that might help. If this had a bezel that wasn't freaking dumb, I'm, I might hate it less. Yeah. This is a weird, a really weird move. I don't remember a watch that I hated as much as this. I can send I, you some links. I love Hamilton. I and everything Hamilton puts out, I'm like, this is cool. This is cool. I mean, they got some weird shit. It's got a 60 click bi-directional though. This is not supposed to be weird shit. This is supposed to be Hamilton heritage line. And I fucking hate it. It comes in 37 and 41. I like the idea of this watch and then seeing it because it also comes in titanium and on a bracelet i'm cool 37 41 that's a great decision uh, the the bezel's a poor choice the hands don't make sense really even the dial like the dial itself is kind of an odd choice given the even the dials that already exist in their catalog it, yeah it's there's a lot of weird decisions and it's a thousand bucks and you've got a uniform size one through 12 hour markers this is uh, this is a terrible watch. I, I'm sorry if you love it. I'm sorry, but it's a terrible choice. You should take it back. It, yeah, it, it's like the the wish version of the Explorer too. This feels to me. This feels to me like a 1990s fossil watch. That's what this feels to me like. It's the compass bezel. That's what it is. And I say that with the utmost respect. For Fossil in the 90s. To Fossil in the 90s. Yeah. I mean, you got a great movement. You've got an H10. you got 200 meters of water resistance. you got a great size. Two great sizes, 37 and 41. Both of them under 11 millimeters thick. Oh, that's not true. The 41 is 11 and a half. Um, oh, excuse me. 100 meters of water resistance. Uh, with that said, I hate it. It, it, there's a I lot of hate it. missed points of execution. For Did sure. I say I don't like it? You haven't said you don't like it. Uh, but look at a distance. This is like kind of at a distance wrist shot. If that could be just a steel. If this had insert a 12 a hour bezel, a different dial, a different <laughs> bezel, a different handset and no faux loom. Throw that bitch be, in the lake and I'd like it more. It'd be rad. I think it's a really cool idea because I think that kind of field dive watch <clears throat> from Hamilton is a is a cool idea. Like take, taking the the khaki mechanical and <coughs> adding a functional bezel to it would have been really neat. Uh, it's just that they didn't do that. 
It, it's such a it, it's such a weird watch. Yeah, they didn't they didn't do that. This looks like a Kickstarter watch. You, you know, I'm wearing my Hamilton Coupe today, which is a, also a weird watch, right? I bought this thing on a I bought this thing on a whim. It's too big. I mean, it's not too big. It, it's objectively not too big. It, it's objectively just the right size for an aviator's watch. But it's kind of huge for yeah, me. It's a big slab. Um, I it wasn't new when I bought it. It's been really well worn, but it still looks terrific. This to me is a, a watch that makes sense, though, right? Hundred percent. The dial makes sense, it, and it looks good and it feels good. It, there's nothing weird on this. Some people don't like the day date. I love the day date. Like this is a, a this is just a good watch. Hamilton Khaki Mechanical, love it. Hamilton doesn't do weird shit besides the Ventura. Like that's weird, and it was also an iconic '90s watch via Men in Black and plenty of celebrities before then. Yeah, sure. This this new release it's that's weird. been like kicked out to every single publication with with press releases. Like, no, sorry, I, I don't remember the last time we just talked about a watch to trash it on this show. But they didn't. They must have known how you would feel about it specifically because we did not get the press kit. <laughs> Andrew, here we are over an hour. Anything you want to talk about before we move it along? No, I'm all out of things. I like I said, I closed a bunch of links. We didn't get through our list. Not even fucking close. I, there are like 10 watches, 10 drops that we didn't talk about. Andrew, other things, what do you got? I have another thing. So I've talked about wisps in the past, which are cheese crisps. They're baked uh, cheese, Yeah, right? Everyone likes crispy cheese. So I'm at Costco the other day, and I see this bag, and it's like right next to the wisps, and I say... I'll give that a try. It's from a company called Sonoma Creamery. I'm going back in. And I got the Pepper Jack Cheese Crisps. They're, I don't, I don't know. It's a Costco, so everything's 20 bucks. Yeah. So I assume that it was 20 bucks. It wasn't. It's was probably 10 bucks, maybe 15. But it was, but everything's $20 at Costco. So Costco prices uh, on Amazon, they're a little bit less. Um, direct from <laughs> Sonoma Creamery. They're 50 bucks. Don't buy direct from them because, oh no. So it's 12 2.25 ounce bags. I was going to say, it's got to be like a 10 pack or something. Uh, two 10 ounce bags is 30 bucks. And the package that I got from the Costco is a 10 ounce bag. So actually the, the two 12 ounce bags is not that bad, big of a deal because that's like Costco pricing. But do you want me to do your other thing? Because I think I could. These are so good. So baked che- baked pepper jack cheese, almost like extra toasty cheese it. Like mm-hmm. just like seriously three seconds from getting into that burnt bitter space. A little bit of heat on them. Perfect crisp. These are my new favorite snack. You, you know what they taste like? Like baked pepper jack cheese? No. Do you know when you fry... A grilled cheese sandwich. Like a cheese skirt. Yeah. And there's that little piece of cheddar that falls out of the sandwich and stays in the pan. And then you come back later, like an hour later, to do the dishes and you pick that piece of cheese up off the cast iron. That's what that tastes like. It's a little less greasy. It's not greasy at all, in fact. No, I don't super, super dry. Like I 
I, I opened it and I took a bite. And I was like, oh, no. See you later, bag. Uh, and I've been pretty disciplined and not eaten the whole bag yet. Yeah, that's like uh, that's like uh, if you're trying to do like low carb or keto, mm-hmm. that's that's going to ruin your life. Yeah, in no, a good I've, way. Yeah, I've, I've been trying to do some like better macro tracking because I'm doing a little bit of a dirty bulk period right now. And these have been these have been helpers. Yeah, that's my other thing. That's, Delicious cheesy snacks. <laughs> that's your other thing. Yeah. Uh, you can. I, I brought the sandwich bag of them for you. Oh, I'll just eat them all. Just, uh, please don't do it while you're talking, though. That would be super I may. I may just. just uh, I went to get my skis tuned. This is the time. By the way, reminder, PSA. Get them, get them tuned now. Get them sharpened, waxed, tuned up. Do it now. Because they're going to be busy in about six days. This is the time. <laughs> so PSA, go get your skis tuned. Uh, I went to draw my skis off to get them tuned this week. And while I was there, they had a um, a display that I'd never seen before. I'm probably, I, I'm guessing I have seen it, but I just never registered it before. Uh, this is, how do you pronounce that? How do you pronounce that word, Andrew? Voile. Voile. So there's a company called Voile, and they make straps they make a whole bunch of shit actually but of note and apropos to our conversation today they make straps this is a a, a a rubber strap with an aluminum buckle polyurethane they're stretchy not super stretchy but stretchy they have just a little bit of give i have uh we use these at work for something so that is so that's actually that's actually why i'm going to talk about this so andrew is not a professional skier andrew is a law enforcement officer i bought these straps that they're marketed as ski straps in fact i think they're called ski straps so i bought the 15 inch voile straps aluminum buckle ski strap that's how they sell this thing uh look these things are like one of the greatest things ever. This is basically a watch strap in terms of function. You wrap it around a thing. You put the strap through the end. But they're these giant stretchy polyurethane straps. Not stretchy. stretchy. Flexible. Flexible. That's right. They don't, they're don't. they not stretchy. You're right. It's not like a bungee mm-hmm. or, yeah. or rubber. It's important. They, they cinch shit down tight. And because they got a little bit of give to them, like when you're stuffing that canvas bag full, they got a little bit of give so you can really stuff it down and hold stuff secure. That's the word, give. They give, they don't stretch. Um, Ben, don't break. (laughs) I'm going to get like a hundred of these things. We use them to secure all of our breaching tools, like a sledgehammer and a halligan, which are heavy, and those are what secure them down to each other. So the reason they work so well for skis is because of that give. Mm-hmm. You put them around the skis. They're durable. They're tough. You can just tell. You pick these things up. I can't break you. The The buckle, it like has this, it's aluminum, but it's got this like really good feel to it. The manufacturing on it is nice. If you like things, I like things, you guys. If you like things, you're going to like these. They're cheap. And it's the mm-hmm. type of thing you'll get one and you'll be like, I can find many more uses for this. So Wally, I understand. You, they, so if you go to Wally straps on Instagram, 
I understand they run a contest, which is you submit a photo of you using their strap and you can win like the full kit. And some of the pictures are hilarious. So one of the winners that I saw was a fellow that had hurt himself, broken his leg and was using crutches and he had used the strap to fix his coffee mug to his crutch. Baller. Yeah. Uh, Not super practical because you will spill that coffee. I'm sure. Yes. The point is these things are like one of the most versatile tools I think I've ever picked up. Uh, and they're, yeah. Seven bucks a strap. Seven bucks. That's right. So when you go to get your skis tuned, pick a couple, pick up a couple of Wale straps. Tell them Everett sent you. I get, they will look confused. 50% of all gross sales. They'll be even more confused when you tell them that. (laughs) And and just get the, I, I mean, if you like things, if you're like me and you like things, even if you don't know what you're going to do with it, just get like 30 of them. 25. You got to go even numbers. 24. Yeah. Done deal. Then you can bind 12 things together. Andrew, here we are once again at the end of the show. Is there anything you'd like to add? I liked that Hamilton watch. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you guys, thank you for joining us for this episode of 40 and 20, the Watch Clicker podcast. Check us out at watchclicker.com, where you can find every single episode of this podcast. Maybe not the show notes, but every single episode. You can also check us out on Instagram at watchclicker or at 40 and 20 underscore watchclicker. If you want to support us, and oh boy, we hope you do, you can do that at patreon.com slash 40 and 20. Look, guys, it's not, it doesn't cost a lot of money to do a website. And, and a podcast but it costs some and the folks that support us on patreon make it happen keep us going after almost five years we're coming up on it patreon.com slash 40 and 20 and don't forget to tune back in next thursday for another hour of watches food drinks life and other things we like bye-bye <laughs>